Welcome to SEO Success for Small Business Owners. This podcast is about SEO, inbound marketing, content creation, and more. I'm your host, Graham Knight. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's dive right in. Welcome to episode six. It's fantastic to be recording once again. And on my website, I have a link you can click and it will take you through so you could record a question to ask me if you wanted to. And one of my good friends, Jake Lang, actually recorded a question a while ago about pillars and clusters. And that's the subject of this podcast. Here's the question from Jake himself. Hey, Jake from the entrepreneurridealong.com here. I'd really like to know more about silos and pillars and clusters. I've heard those words thrown around and I know from a general sense that it's basically a page that internally links to some other blog posts. But it'd be awesome if you could break that down, just simple structure on how to set it up for a website. Jake also had some follow-up questions that I'll answer in a future episode. But for this episode, we'll talk about Pillars and Clusters 101. First, we'll talk about what pillars and clusters are and get that out the way. And then we'll dig into why you want to use them to organize your content. Pillars and clusters are just pages or blog posts organized into a specific structure. You might be used to writing blog posts and articles on your website. You create a post that you think might interest your audience and you post it and you move on. One blog post follows the other as you post them regularly. Perhaps your website has pages detailing your products and services, or maybe the locations you serve. While your content isn't necessarily structured randomly, it might be organized in a way where related ideas are not connected. It might be difficult for visitors as well as Google to join the dots between things that are covering the same topics. With a pillar and cluster structure, the idea is that we'll group content together based on the fact that they are related by a topic. Now, a pillar page is nothing more than a page that gives you a broad overview of a topic. Cluster pages are the content that is hyperlinked to a pillar page, and they go into more specific details and provide a deeper dive into the subject matter. Here's an example. Let's say you have a website that is all about coffee. You might create a pillar page giving an overview of coffee machines. It details at a broad and high level all the different coffee machines that you can buy, but it doesn't go into specifics about the machines themselves. Hyperlinked around the pillar page are the cluster pages that do take a deeper dive into each machine. Maybe there's a page dedicated to drip coffee makers. Maybe there's another page that explains espresso machines. And maybe a third talks about the beautiful French press. Now, your content is organized by topic, and that's the coffee machines, and related clusters, and that's the details about the specific machines themselves. All the information is in one place. It's easy for a visitor to find and for Google to crawl and index. Of course, you want to keep the information relevant, so perhaps you don't have cluster pages about teapots. Save that for the tea brewing pillar page. So why do we organize content like this nowadays? Well, searches have matured these days. No longer are people searching with relatively short keywords and without context. Now it's common for people to search using four or more words. And Google is rationalizing that if the searches are more detailed and people really know what they are looking for, then the content served up by the search engine should also be detailed as well. 
Consider how you search with a browser these days, or even better with a voice-activated device like Siri. If you're searching for a restaurant, you don't normally say restaurant. You say something like, find a Japanese restaurant near me, and you receive a pretty accurate answer. You can see from this example the search is changing, and with it, the answers given to the searcher are changing, and they're becoming more accurate and more specific. Now, SEO experts believe that Google rewards websites that organize information into pillars and clusters. There is evidence that suggests this structure improves search engine rankings, but you have to make sure the pillar pages and the cluster pages are hyperlinked together correctly. The idea is that when one page within your pillar and clusters performs well, the other related pages also have their rankings elevated. Keep the linking simple, link from the pillar page to the cluster page, and link from the cluster page back to the pillar page. The resulting structure is something like a snowflake. Remember, Google crawls and indexes your pages, and if they're not linked correctly, then your content may not appear in the search results or gain any link advantage. But there are some other marketing advantages to this structure. For example, the user experience is generally better because the visitor can find the information related to a topic in one spot. And another advantage to using this structure is that you're naturally more inclined to delve deeply into a topic, and this can most certainly build trust and thought leadership for you. Finding the right pillar and cluster pages is down to finding the right customer persona, as well as doing quite a bit of keyword research to find out which keywords you ultimately want your content to rank for. And I'll talk more about keywords and keyword research in another episode. And that's really all there is to Pillars and Clusters 101. The most important thing to do is to remember that you're building these pages for human visitors and you want to educate the visitor and give them as much information as possible. Make sure that your pillars and clusters are highly relevant and make sure that you take a deep dive into your topics and give the visitor everything they need to know. Make sure the user experience is great. Make sure the pages look great. Look after your visitors and Google probably will look after you. Thanks for listening to SEO Success for Small Business Owners. The podcast can be found everywhere podcasts are available. You can check out all the links and resources mentioned and catch up on all episodes at www.newrootdigital.com.